Let us continue to listen now for the word of God, coming to us from the first letter of John, the fourth chapter. Hear the word of God. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and God's love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in God and God in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because God first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from God is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you take a moment and open your bulletins to pages 12 and 13 with me? I want you to take in every name on these two pages and see the smiles of our confirmands. 26 confirmands are being joyously celebrated at Westminster today in our 11 o'clock service. And as we give God thanks for them, 
We are also giving thanks for all the adults who have journeyed with them to this day. Yet we at Westminster call this entire Sunday, both services, Confirmation Sunday, for the faith development of our young people and our love for them is foundational to our being Christ Church. The session formally received these confirmands into the membership of Westminster Presbyterian Church on January 25th. And in the 11 o'clock service today, they will publicly proclaim their faith. And we as a whole congregation, whether present at 11 or in spirit, we extend a giant group hug to our confirmands, our newest members. I invite you, you here worshiping at 8.30, to think back to your own confirmation and the meaning of that process for you and what it felt like to stand before the congregation and affirm your faith. If you grew up Baptist or are from another tradition that practices believers' baptism only, think about what age you were when you were baptized and how you felt called to receive those baptismal waters. If you were an adult when you were baptized or first joined a church, what life crossroads were you at that called you in to claim your place as a believer in the body of Christ. However you were baptized, whenever you professed faith and joined a church at whatever age, these are God-led, God-inspired sacred times that are significant markers along our life long journeys of faith. I'd like to offer a window into the confirmation service at 11 so that you too can participate in that giant group hug while also encouraging you to reflect on your own faith development. Who was important to you in that process who mentored, nurtured, and loved you along your journey? Who was an example to you and what it means to follow Jesus and live like him? Violet Crumweedy, at 14, is choosing to receive the sacrament of baptism today, putting on Christ in the waters of his baptism, being received into the household of God, responding to her belovedness in Christ and the call to love him, to love God and to love her neighbors. The other 25 confirmands presented for baptism as infants or small children by their parents who professed their faith on their children's behalf, these confirmands, like Violet, will profess their faith publicly for the first time 
and will reaffirm the baptismal covenant of God's love in Christ in those waters and their membership in the family of God. They will claim this for themselves. All 26 confirmands are choosing to walk in God's love and light. They are choosing to be God's people of love and light wherever they go. All 26 are declaring that none of us follow Jesus on our own. For being Christian happens in community in the body of believers who together seek to be faithful. We fall down and get up. We share each other's burdens and hurts. We offer our hearts and our hands. We are forgiven and sustained by God's grace. All as we follow Jesus in our imperfect lives. All as we follow Jesus alongside each other. Early in January, a group of confirmands and mentors met with me to reflect on the scripture for today. And then weeks later, as we sat around tables at the session meeting, we talked and they lit up. And in both of these encounters, I saw the face of God in these, our young people. And I saw it and I heard it in their testimonies to how they experience and see and share God's love. One of them said, I have loved confirmation. TJ helped us all feel comfortable. I felt safe to think about faith, to ask my questions. It was okay to say anything, and I made new friends. Another of them shared, I loved getting to know my mentor. My mentor really inspired me and helped me grow. Yet another said, I think the lock-in at church was my favorite. Because having fun at church and learning was awesome. Westminster's confirmands have taken this confirmation process both seriously and joyfully. Their faith and joyful lives are a gift. A gift to us. A gift to the world and God's love shines through them. We at Westminster take our commitment to them at their baptisms seriously and joyfully too. Through our deep investment in children's and youth ministries as a congregation. The greatest commandment, Jesus said in the passage from the Gospel of Matthew that Donovan read, the great commandment is to love God with all of who we are, heart, mind, and soul. Jesus, a Jew, 
was echoing the Shema, the great commandment found in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy in chapter 6. There, Moses is telling the Israelites that this is the most important thing they are to teach their children, love God. The parents of our confirmands in this congregation, we made with the parents, their parents, the commitment to love God, to love them, and to show them God's love when they were presented for baptism. Their parents and this church, together we pledge to nurture them in God's love, to show them God's love at home as their parents fed them and tended skinned knees and rocked them to sleep. And we pledged as a church to show them God's love in the church nursery and in Sunday school, teaching them, Jesus loves me. And through acting out God's love on mission trips and in early morning small group gatherings, through faith works and at youth group, through mission trips and through packing 10,000 meals for Rise Against Hunger, summer after summer after summer. Our confirmands have the greatest commandment written upon their hearts. And at 13 and 14 are responding to God's love by professing their faith in the God of love made known in Jesus and committing to follow Jesus all their lives long. And so their witness to us today poses questions for us through Scripture, through God, who called our lives into being, set our lives in motion, and called us to faith. How is the greatest commandment written on all our hearts? How might these 26 confirmands inspire our own recommitment to follow Jesus? You probably noted that after Jesus says in Matthew that the greatest commandment is loving God with our heart, soul, and mind, loving God with all of who we are, Jesus boldly says a second is like it. You must love your neighbor as yourself. And he adds words from Leviticus. Jesus does something new. He gives us two great commandments. For Jesus shows us that loving God and loving others are equally important for Christians. The early writer of 1 John says the same thing in the verses we heard in chapter 4. God is love. God first loved us and revealed the fullness of God's love in God's own Son, Jesus. And so we love because God first loved us. God lives in us, abides in us, 
And we are born of God and abide in God as we love. As we li live and love, so we are. Writes this early Christian, how can we say we love God whom we have not seen when we don't love those around us whom we have seen? Loving God and loving others go together and cannot be separated. Being loved by God unconditionally, loving God and loving others, these three are forever intertwined. Love God and love neighbor. Love neighbor, love God. Start at either end and you have the secret, the power of the Christian life. Either can be hard on any given day, but together, loving God and loving others is the way we live as Jesus' people. And so 26 confirmands, they join this beloved community of faith where love is lived out and they come as followers of Jesus Christ. And their lives are bound to ours in love as his disciples. This happens every time we receive new members of every age. And we are changed because of these new precious followers of Christ added to our number. We are changed and we become stronger in faith and mission and service as a congregation because of them. We see the love of God in them and through them, and we become God's people who love more, who love better because of them. And so as we all come to Christ's table and share his life-giving feast, may our trust in him be renewed. May our love for him be increased. And may our dedication to his way of love be strengthened through the power of the Holy Spirit ever at work in us and in the world. Thanks be to God for this good news. Amen.